April. It comes from the Latin word aperio, which means to open or bud, because plants begin to grow during this month. April showers bring May flowers. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of Under the Call of MS, another MS Deep Dives episode. Today, we'll start out talking about some nasty. <laughs> Doing our self-catheterization. If you get to that point in life, you got to deal with that. Urinary retention can lead to frequent urinary tract infections that, if left untreated, can lead to sepsis, hospitalization, and even death. Even when treated quickly, urinary tract infections often cause increased MS symptoms when the immune system is activated to fight infection. Over time, urinary retention can cause high pressures in the kidneys, leading to kidney failure and dialysis. Treatment is very important. People who have this problem are already controlled by having to spend so much time in the restroom or homesick with the effects of recurring UTIs. Once they start catheterization, they feel so much better and they wish they had done it sooner. Studies have shown that most bladder infections are caused by the bladder overstretching from retention. Catheterization in urinary catheterization, a flexible tube known as a urinary catheter is inserted into the bladder through the urethra. Catheterization allows urine to drain from the bladder for collection. Intermittent catheterization is typically done at home by the patient after training with a nurse or therapist. This is just one thing I am not looking forward to. I had it done when I was in the ICU. Did not like it. (laughs) I mean, granted, it was nice once it was all in there and done with. Then I didn't have to get up to go to the bathroom every five minutes and try and drag all my medical medical equipment with me. So that's a bonus. But, yeah, it's it's nasty. But... Catheterization helps keep the bladder from overdistending and mimics normal bladder function. It is important to wash your hands before and after. Use clean, clean technique when performing catheterization and apply lubricant to protect the tissue leading into the bladder. It is also important to perform catheterizations on schedule or more frequently if you have additional fluid intake. Your medical team can give you the specific procedures to follow and tell you if there are any additional precautions you need to take. There are many strategies and pieces of equipment that can make it easier. Decreased fine motor coordination can make it difficult to manipulate the catheter to effectively insert it into such a small target area while remaining clean. There are many catheters out there that require less dexterity than others. 
Some of these catheters can be used with little to no hand function. Try out a few types of catheters to determine what works best for you. That's like with the jerky hand motion and stuff. It's like that worries me. It's, I don't know what, if it's like a needleish type tip or what, because it has to break through that barrier wall. I don't know. I just haven't had to do it myself yet. But when a nurse did it, I just closed my eyes. <laughs> Let them do it. But once you have successfully completed an IC in the comfort of your home, it's time to head out into the community. When heading out to work or other places you visit, plan ahead. What space will you have available? What supplies do you need? Try making a travel IC bag to ensure that you will always have the necessary bladder supplies when heading out. It may be a good idea to bring an extra change of clothes and towels as you are getting more comfortable completing an IC away from home. Other supplies you may want to pack include a small plastic trash bag to place all your trash in after completing an IC and antibacterial hand wipes to make sure you're staying clean and avoiding infection. There can be many barriers for completing intermittent catheterization, both in the home and the community, but adaptive strategies and equipment can assist with helping you be successful. If you're still having difficulty completing the self-catheterization, reach out to your local occupational therapist, check with your doctor, see what can be done, see what kind of help they can give you. It's just, yeah, it's, I don't know, that's going to be a toughie. I hit that phase. Whether or not you want to go out in public half the time until you get everything figured out is going to be interesting, but... There's uh, some advice from an aging MSer written by Matt Cavallo. Uh, focus on living, not dying. Even though you have an in incurable brain disease, that doesn't mean you can't go on living a long, fulfilling life. Take care of your body. Use this diagnosis to motivate you to walk further, work out harder, and live healthier. Starting younger when you're more physically capable is important. Focus on what you can control. You control when you eat, how you sleep, and other factors that can lead to a better overall healthy lifestyle, even if you have MS. Become an MS expert. Research all your options, all your triggers, and attend support groups and educational dinners to further your understanding of the disease. Many of our uh, DMT companies have dinners where you can come and learn more about MS and more about other medications and stuff like that. And they usually have at least one doctor on hand, a therapist, and possibly others that will talk at the conferences. And what the heck, you usually get a free meal out of the deal. So 
get you out socializing with people that are like-minded and you can have some fun get out for an afternoon or an evening you don't need validation positive or negative about how you are living with your disease don't let fear control you go and live your life like you don't have ms remember you may have ms but it is your decision as to whether it has you so just take everything into consideration that you're dealing with find ways to make those issues less irritable and try and get out as much as you can and live your life as much as you can because many of us our life will get cut shorter and shorter as far as mobility uh, availability and all that stuff so take advantage of it while you can and hopefully if you do have the disease you get an early diagnosis you can focus on things early and start preventing uh, degeneration in the long run for longer periods of time so you can live a happier longer life without extra complications unlike some of us who spend 30 years searching for answers and Doctors just give you the run around and your body just gets, keeps shutting down more and more, damages itself more and more. Lots of people are wondering about the COVID shot, the, infu- the injection, uh, and many of us are debative about just the original flu shot whether or not to take it but while we know there can be differences according to the cdc there are also some similarities between influenza and covid19 both are contagious viruses that affect the respiratory system both can cause fever coughing aches and pains among other symptoms but can also lead to hospitalizations and death One stark difference is that there is a yearly vaccine available today for the flu. There is always the possibility of a virus in the air from all the people with flu-like symptoms coming and going. In this cold and flu season, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. While there are varying opinions on the Efficacy of the flu vaccine, the CDC recommends that everyone older than six months of age receive a flu vaccine. Furthermore, the American Academy of Neurology recommends that all people living with multiple sclerosis receive a flu shot each year unless they have a specific reason for why they cannot get it. The AAN recommends against Flu mist, which is an inhaled vaccine because it contains a live virus and because of risks that can be associated with certain MS treatment. And I checked with my doctor. Many doctors don't use the nasal mist anymore with the live vaccine in it, so you don't have to worry. Just double check with them and make sure you're getting the flu injection that doesn't have the live vaccine in it. You may think differently, and that's okay. 
I would, however, urge you to check in with your neurologist or PCP to see if they recommend that you get a flu shot or your COVID shot. Uh, living with MS is uncertain. The COVID-19 reality adds even more uncertainty. And studies suggest that the flu shot is safe for people living with MS. Give yourself a shot at staying healthy this cold and flu season. It's like a little protection's better than anything. There's a little article about spotlight on a dame, character named Damien Washington. Damien is a charming, funny, and enthusiastic his love for sharing his knowledge and experience in the MS community and invite, that invited him to be a member of the MS Lived Experience Ad, Advisory Panel. You can check out his YouTube at youtube.com backslash C backslash no stress MS backslash videos. And what is LEAP? The Lived Experience Advisory Panel is a community of people with MS who are outstanding advo advocates for the MS community. This diverse group represents the full spectrum of the MS experience. Their role is to advise MS focus on the needs of the MS community from their own experience and perspective. Members contribute ideas for educational programs give feedback on new publications, are consulted about unmet needs, and generally give input on the activities of MS Focus. Damien has also been invited to participate in activities for the National MS Society, Genetech, which has a lot of those programs and luncheons and dinners that you can go to, MS Views and News, and other organizations in the MS space. But to Damien, the most important thing he does is still his YouTube channel. He should. He should care most about the thing that he put out there. Let's see. Here's what someone suggested that is work what has worked for you to manage your batter and bowel symptoms. They said their general doctor recommended an excellent urologist who gave them two great bits of advice. Remember that healing from anything takes longer when you get older and even longer when you have MS. Relax about the lack of immediate results. Also, he suggested that we may be able to train ourselves to get up to go to the bathroom during the night less and less, as long as we're not allowing anxiety to overwhelm us. Uh, Take those things into consideration. If you need some extra material to read or watch or listen to or check out uh, for some reading material, you got Paul Strupik. Gardner has been teaching chair yoga to people with MS since two, 2003. For nearly that long, her students have been asking for a book to guide them through the practice at home, and now they get it. The result is a step-by-step -step guide to 25 pose yoga program. Each adapted pose is, an, is accompanied by a photo and thorough description of how to practice it. 
20% of the proceeds from the sales of MS Chair Yoga at home benefit the programs and services of MS Focus. You can check it out at msfocus.us backslash fall 20 read. That's MS Chair Yoga at Home by Paula Strupic Gardner. And then if you want to watch something, you can check out Terry C. Bins, RN, MSCN, highlights the differences between biological and chronological aging, expected changes as time passes, and how MS alters the aging process and vice versa. You can watch that at msfocus.us backslash fall20watch. And then if you want to listen to something, you can catch up with all the MS Focus Zoom conferences conferences on the go and on demand on the MS Focus SoundCloud page and msfocusradio.org. You can hear everything from bladder issues to how to make how to make MS boring to estate planning, uh, fatigue.soundcloud.com backslash ms.focus. I don't know if they're still doing it, but there is a syndicate company that sells delicious cakes if you need them for gifting or whatever. They're in the business of making lasting memories. Send a Cake was founded as a way to send cakes, but also to send top-quality products and experiences and great packaging. Their motto has always been to leave the world a little sweeter than we found it. They're proud partners with the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, and they help provide assistance and treatment to those living with MS. And you can help the goal by using... Well, this promo code probably doesn't even work anymore, so now you bother with that. So check out their company, and they may still donate a percentage to MS efforts. I don't know if they do or not, but they did back in back then. So when this is written, uh, more help with bladder and ball things. Uh, just like any muscle in the body, the group of muscles that make up the pelvic floor are muscles that can show improvements in strength, endurance, and coordination. This group of muscles aid in bowel and bladder control as well as organ support. Finding a physical therapist who is knowledgeable in both the physical limitations and considerations of a person with MS as well as experienced in Retraining and strengthening the pelvic floor muscles is crucial for the greatest improvements in functional management of bowel and bladder continence. As with any comprehensive wellness and or healthcare program, you should always consult with your physician before beginning any type of exercise program. There's websites and apps that focus on pelvic floor strengthening diaphragmatic breathing and relaxation strategies for educational and pelvic floor exercises. There's lots of different, I'll just put, I'll just put a bunch of these into the show notes. 
and then you can check them out. Uh, some other people talking about what helped them with their bladder and bowel issues. Uh, raw pumpkin seeds for overactive bladder. Uh, no more daily string cheese and a daily prune in the raisin aisle has helped. Uh, working with a urologist on the bladder issues can help quite a bit. It's embarrassing that you keep peeing yourself. Uh, your bowel issues just keep a supply of Marillax on hand. <laughs> Use ads, protective issues, whatever you can find to help you get through all the all the issues, the embarrassing issues that you had to deal with. But other than that, with it being March, it's Easter weekend. Uh, Easter Sunday celebrates Christ's resurrection from the dead following crucifixion. It marks the end of Holy Week, the end of Lent, and the last day of the Easter Triduum, which is Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, as well as the beginning of the Easter season of the liturgical year. The resurrection represents the triumph of good over evil, sin, death, and the physical body. Would you believe that the date of Easter is related to the full moon? Specifically, Easter is celebrated, celebrated on the first Sunday after the Paschal full moon, on or just after the vernal equinox. Eggs, traditionally forbidden during, during Lent, which I never heard of unless... I suppose eggs would be considered a meat, but I don't remember anybody expressing that to us as children because we wouldn't have even thought about that. That's why you usually have fish fry on Fridays anyways. But the Easter bunny recalls the hare, the Egyptian symbol of fertility. Uh, the origin of the word Easter is unclear. It may have derived its name from the Anglo-Saxon dawn goddess, Eostre, E-O-S-T-R-E, whose feast was celebrated each spring at about this time. Or it may have derived from words meaning rising, uh, dawn, or east. So you don't have no clear facts about this holiday. It's just a Random poop shoot. It's <laughs> guessing on it, I guess. Uh, it's, I gave you a recipe yesterday at the end of the show for a walnut topping, a walnut parmesan style topping. Here's an extra recipe that you can use it on. A quick little one is take a box of your favorite pasta, drain it, toss, slice, cook it, drain it. Toss it lightly with olive oil. Add some fresh minced or powdered garlic to taste. Uh, combine it with a bag of micro microwave steaming bag broccoli and perhaps some leftover cubes of protein, and serve it on. Serve it and top it with the walnut parmesan, and you're set. Perfect little meal. 
a healthy little meal to have with your topping. And since we got a little bit of time to kill, take a look at some things that happened back in 1955. That is a long time ago, kids, like forever, way back in the dinosaur days. Russia exploded a one megaton H-bomb. Israel and Egypt agreed to a ceasefire. Argentina's Peron ousted, was ousted and exiled. Churchill retired as British Prime Minister. And Balganin replaces Melenkov as a Soviet premier. And the United Nations has a total of 76 members at that point. Just some useless information for you. Uh, I think we'll throw in some little multiple sclerosis. Ah, well, we'll end it with a couple old strange, old strange sex laws. State law in Illinois mandates that all bachelors should be called master, not mister, when addressed by their female counterpart. I don't think that law is still in effect. can't believe it was in effect. In Norfolk, Virginia, a woman can't go out without wearing a corset. These are old laws, by the way. I doubt if many of these are even in effect anymore. In Maryville, Missouri, women are prohibited from wearing corsets because the privilege of admiring the curvaceous, unencumbered body of a young woman should not be denied to the normal, red-blooded American male. <laughs> and it just, we grew up in such a rape culture. It's, like, it's no wonder we're so screwed up. It's safe to make love while parked in a in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Cops aren't allowed to walk up and knock on the window. Of any any suspicious officer, must drive up from behind, honk his horn three times, and wait approximately two minutes before getting out of his car to investigate. And guess and that law came into effect because some cop probably caught some political member doing something. <laughs> a law in Helena, Montana mandates that a woman can't dance on the table in a salon or bar unless she has on at least 31 pounds or 3 pounds 2 ounces of clothing. <laughs> Maybe a 10 gallon hat. In Liberty Corner, New Jersey, lovers should avoid satisfying their lustful urges in a parked car. If the horn sounds while they are frolicking behind the wheel, the couple can face a jail term. In Carlsbad, New Mexico, it's illegal for couples to have sex in a parked vehicle during their lunch break from work. 
as long as the vehicle has drawn curtains to stop strangers from peeking in. Uh, all right, that's good for today. We got enough stuff out there. You be good to yourself. Be good to others. Kick the shit out of the monster. Take care of everything around you. Don't argue over stupid stuff that no one knows what they're talking about. <laughs> Get on with your life. Life's too short to be ignorant. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Check out Crips and Call Comic Club. Check out Under the Call, both audio and video podcast. Go back and check out some episodes of Under the Call or Under the Call, uh, Under the Call of MS and the AB Conversation, which I still believe the AB Conversation is coming back full fledged. I think I've heard a rumor about that or something. But <laughs> we'll talk to you again later if you could.